with the remainder of our time, and for those that are listening to the podcast, you know, we just finished our fourth lesson on the hardest person to love, and this is through the Messenger X app. If you haven't downloaded it, it's free. Just go to the App Store, look up Messenger X, download it, and then on the search bar, go to Healthy You, and Chip Jet will come up, and you'll see the lessons that are before you, the videos. You can either watch them or you can listen to them. And we just got done with the fourth lesson. And one of the things I want to do with just the few minutes that we have before we're dismissed is I want to talk about one of the key thoughts that he wanted us to ponder when it comes to experiencing God's love and accepting and really receiving God's love. And this is the idea. He wants us to capture, question, and replace the lies that we have believed about ourselves. He wants us to capture, to question, and replace those lies. So in order for us to understand how to do that, we have to look into God's word. Because God's word is the wisdom of God is greater than the wisdom of man. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6, God's word tells us, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly or natural, but they're mighty or strong or powerful in God for what? For the pulling down of strongholds. That means thoughts, ideas, and imaginations that are not in keeping with God's ways or will. Casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Notice that there are things that are going to come against the knowledge of God in your mind. And we have to do something about that. Bringing every thought into captivity to what? To the obedience of Christ. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your disobedience, when, when your obedience is fulfilled. So one of the tricks of the enemy is he's taken a page from the Lord. Since the devil's not a creator, but a distorter, a twister, a liar, and a perverter, all of those things fit his nature, his character, which is fallen, he doesn't have the capacity to come up with a plan on his own. So what he does is he perverts God's ways or plans. And he's, he's a master at it. So he knows the way that God works in our life is by planting a seed. A seed is a word or a thought, an imagination, an idea that's good and holy and pure and righteous and, 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 and for our benefit. And so if we receive the thought or the word of the seed of the word of God, it will produce after its own kind. Every seed produces after its own kind. So the word of God is what changes our thoughts, our images, our identity. It builds us up. It strengthens us. And so the enemy, knowing the power of a seed, uses words also, imaginations, thoughts, or life experiences to try to promote fear and chaos and confusion in our life. So he's not original in what he does, but he's very crafty at what he does. So he makes suggestions. And we saw it tonight in tonight's lesson. Did God really say? Is what one of the lies that he said to Eve? Did God really say? Or who told you that you were naked? In the example that Chip used. He said that to Adam and Eve. Who who revealed this to you? 
when, when did this become something that you began to ponder or think about? You've never pondered or thought about this before. And because, you know, we're farther along in the story of redemption than what Adam and Eve are, we can learn from that, can't we? We can learn that we have to, first of all, sort of capture that thought. Where did that thought come from? In Chip's example, he used his father's words, you'll, you'll, you know, you're lazy, you'll never amount to anything. And, and even though those words were only spoken a handful of times, he couldn't, the echo of it just reverberated in his soul. Has that ever happened to you? Okay. So you, you have to, who told you that? So you have to capture it. First of all, you have to slow down enough that you have to capture it. Secondly, you have to question it. Where did that come from? What's its origin? Is that something that is in line and in keeping with the ways and the person of God? Or is that from the enemy of our soul? And if you can identify that, then you can replace it. The lie with the truth. So I'm going to finish by reading a portion of Scripture out of John's Gospel, chapter 8. And you may be sitting there and this could be a thought that you're having. Well, Doug, I have like a thousand thoughts come to me every day like machine gun bullets that I can't seem to slow down, capture, or even begin to replace. So where do I start? We'll start with bullet number 53. If 52 hits you, don't let the 53rd one hit you. Slow down enough to at least capture one and begin with ones. And well, some people say, well, it's just so much. What would I be doing all day? Well, honestly, a portion of your day might be examination. And this is what capturing and questioning and replacing is all about. You might have to do some self-examination, which isn't a bad thing if you don't beat yourself up. If you get into the Word of God and if you let the Word of God shape your worth, your value, and your purpose and your identity. So Jesus is talking to some people who really thought they had it all together and had their identity figured out. And notice what he said to them in verse 31. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. And how can you say you will be made free? These are Jews that believed in him. But still, they hung on to some old thought patterns. They believed in Jesus, but they also believed that Abraham was on the same level, the same kind of of importance in their life as Jesus. And Jesus is just saying unto them in verse 33, they answered, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. And how can you say, how can you say you will make us free? And Jesus answered them most assuredly or truly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. That's a real principle in, in scripture. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So what he's saying there is if you're not careful, you can be put into captivity or bondage to sin because your identity is all misplaced. Let me ask you a question, and we're going to close with this. Was Abraham a man 
that was created in the image of God? Did he worship God? Do we know in the Old Testament the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Are we tracking together here? How is it that a few thousand years later he becomes a God and greater than God himself, Jesus Christ, who's standing before them? Because they never questioned Abraham's proper place in their life. How do lies get lodged into our life? This comes down to that point that Chip was making. Whatever, right? Words, whosoever words you obey or you submit to, that becomes your God. Why? Because it's what controls you. If the if the truth in the word of God is what is determining your course direction, it's what will keep you safe from deception. Abraham was a man, and yet they had made him more than a man. And Jesus said, because of this, you've allowed yourself to become captive. And it's produced sin because, you know, when you worship men and you don't worship God who's made man in his image and you mix it up, it's one of breaking the big ten, the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Abraham was a god to them. He was more than a father. He was like God. And that is what put them in bondage. And Jesus said, you're, you're in bondage, but if you just accept the truth and accept my words, then you'll experience liberty. Because Jesus didn't come to put shackles on us. He came to get the shackles off of us. He didn't come to put a brick on your back. He, take, he takes the brick off our back. And what's the brick on our back and what's the shackles that we carry? If I do enough, I will be enough and God will love me enough. Anybody ever been there? It's the human condition. We've all been there. So, work this week allowing God to love you just the way you are. As they used to say, warts and all. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that it encouraged or inspired you to God's best. If you have any questions about today's message, need prayer, or would like to learn more about Living Word Fellowship, please call 641-888-7119 or visit us at lwfknoxville.com.